Hello, you are very welcome to the Inside Our Schools podcast, podcast where we put all the current issues around teaching in Irish secondary schools under the microscope. I'm your host, Andrew Phelan. In episode six, we are joined by three brand new guests to have a look again at the Leave Insert uh, scenario at the moment. So just to put things in context, I suppose the department has said that the Leave Insert is going ahead all last week and next week. They are meeting with uh, the various stakeholders involved in education. So they're meeting with the teacher trade unions, they're meeting with the students they're meeting with the school management bodies uh, to decide what to do with the new leaving cert so in this episode we look at the possibility of the exam going ahead we look at the the calculated grades which some students seem to be looking for a choice of doing uh, and indeed we we explore any alternatives to both of those choices so joining us for that conversation are tony canning who is an english teacher robert cheney who is a maths teacher and liam henley who is a chemistry and biology teacher if you enjoy this podcast, uh, please do subscribe. It's available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, and on Google Podcasts. And you'll be kept up to date with all the latest episodes and all the latest discussions that we are having. Another reminder before we start um, that all the participants, including myself, uh, are representing their own views uh, and not the views of their trade union or school or workplace or other. It's just their own personal uh, view. Um, so we just want to remind everybody uh, of that. Uh, and if you want to join in the conversation, please do email us at um, insiderschoolspodcast at gmail.com and we welcome any view um, on any of the issues in teaching uh, and we can have a debate, we can have a discussion uh, and we'd like to get more and more teachers involved. Uh, so please do email in if you'd like to come on the show. Um, so yeah, enjoy the episode. Thank you. Laz, thanks very much uh, for coming along uh, and you contacted uh, myself to, to come on the show. So thanks very much for that. Um, I suppose today's discussion really is um, around the exams and where to now and it's basically in the context of the students are calling for a choice between predict, well, predicted grades or calculated grades, as we call them here in Ireland, and um, the traditional leaving certs. So they're looking for that choice. Um, so you know, there's a lot of opinions out there in terms of should the exam go ahead, can it go ahead, and the predicted grades or the calculated grades, is it a good idea um, this year compared to last year, I suppose, um, and yeah, so I suppose remote learning comes into the, the discussion as well. So, I mean, it's an open discussion. So anybody who wants to, to kick off, just kick off. Yeah. I suppose I'll go first, Andrew, if you want me to. Go ahead, Jack. The, um, I think we should have done it last year. Never mind this year. That it's, uh, well, see, my, my take on a, the Leaving Cert is that there's very few institutions in the country that are left that are trusted by basically everybody. And the leave insert slots into that kind of role. Yeah. You know, it's whatever institutions we have, that's one we've always stood by. And as we have a lot of arguments about whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, but we always say it's fair and we stick with it being fair. So I think if we undervalue it, if we don't do what we can to preserve it, or we don't do all we can to make sure it happens this year, I think we've given up an institution we don't really want to give up that easily. And that's where your predicted grades can come in and you say, okay, that's watering down what it is and affecting mm -hmm. the fairness. But in general, I think if from, from a starting point of where I'm coming from with the conversation, if there's a way to have a leaving cert, we should have a leaving cert. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I mean that's I've said that in past podcasts. I think at the moment that's where I stand. That if, if there is a leaving cert, if it's possible to have one, we should have one. Um, and I suppose, but both the only thing beside the only thing that's starting to creep into my head now and kind of sitting on the fence now. I was kind of yeah, the exam should go ahead. Now I'm kind of sitting on the fence is, is that the numbers are, are not really going anywhere and it doesn't look like we're going to be back into the end of March. So <clears throat> I'm just kind of thinking, is it possible at that stage? To have the exam, I don't know. Liam or, or Rob, would you, yeah, go ahead, Rob. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I suppose the thing is that the the, the two are inter, intertwined. The whole issue of opening up schools again and the leaving certificates. Now, you're you're right. I think, and I don't think anyone would argue with Tony in terms of the um, the importance or the the quality of the leaving cert. Um, and and even the, the the minister herself has 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 you know made it clear that she wants that she wants them to happen. But I suppose the difficulty is, is that um, if if we don't open up sooner, then it, it, it jeopardizes the potential of them being able to successfully run exams. And you could talk about water down exams as a separate separate discussion in a due course. But you know, but but at the same time, if if we end up deciding, or sorry, we I say I say that the the minister decides, the cabinet decides this week that decides to not run the leaving cert exam, and that makes a difference in terms of when they open up, because as soon as sixty years are no longer the priority, then we might find that actually opening up changes so the, the, the two are inter interdependent um i mean you know the, the reality is leaving certain exams wholly and solely calculated grades wholly and solely or we can go with we can we can look at the, the, the what the students uh, have suggested now i have to say um I'm I'm very I'm very concerned about the suggestion that's being floated by the students. I think their their, their contribution is welcome, and they're they're a voice that historically may not have been uh, uh, made clear uh, in, in past years, maybe. But you know they, they they have a point to make. But I I would very I'd be very concerned about about the actual you know the the unintended consequences of going down the route of of a blended. A uh, great situation, and you know we could also. I, I'd also be concerned about, in terms of their survey, um, that data in terms of how it came out, what was asked, um, you know, why were they asking for what they were asking, um, and it interesting to, to to get a better understanding of that. Mm. I, I suppose. Yeah. <clears throat> no, no, I, no. I, so what they're asking for, in a sense, is that they get to choose between whether they do an exam or whether they they have these uh, calculated grades. And, you know, that's kind of what they had last year, although last year was more the calculated grades. And if you didn't like those, then you'd go for the exam. So they're now asking for a clear choice, probably from the off that they do both, you know. But I think this is the point. They, they're, they're thinking they can they can either have a predicted grade or, or, or they can do the exam in June. And, and they're, they're not considering this blend I don't think they're considering this blend as being one where they do the exams uh, in November. I, I, I don't think they, they, they're assuming that would be the case. They, they would probably say, well, this is for well warned in advance. We can organize it at an appropriate time. And, and I just think that the, the idea of, of, of having a situation where in your classroom, you have a group of students where some of them, might have declared already for 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 predicted grades and others might be hedging their bets and others might be decided no i want to do the exams mm -hmm. and you you've got all the different behaviors that that, that, will, that will get caused by uh by their different agendas as such um it can create all sorts of strange 
dynamics in the classroom that will hinder those final months. You then also got the situation where, you know, well, how can you how can you stand over the predicted grades com- and compared to the exam grades? Mm. And I, I go back to the example. Now, now, be funny if I was if I was given the opportunity of doing my A levels back in 1992, no, 1989, sorry, or 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 or. Uh, or or having a pretty grade, and I got pretty grades because that was the way the system works. You got a pretty grade six months in advance. That helps you go through the exam process with UCAS, and then you did your exams, and hopefully you you met your pretty grades. But if I had the choice of not sitting the exams, by golly, I I quite happily step out doing the exams. Yeah. And and I just wonder all those people who are saying oh they want predicted grades, they want calculated grades. You know what is the reason for that? And you know it's a very easy option to go with a predicted grade. I think I think certainly the students would see it as an easier option. And and you, you can you can you can understand why. But I don't know. I just how many of those people are are saying and for what reasons. Yeah, no, that came up on, on the last podcast. Um, people were saying like you can't, but you can't again. You can't blame the students because they're looking at the results that the predicted grades got last year, um, uh, compared to the previous results, and they were and they were up. And what will be interesting to see, I suppose, is the results of the leaving search, the, the, the sit down exams that apply, that came in November, and how will those results look compared to the predicted grades? Yeah, Liam. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I fully, I fully agree with with what I was saying previously, and maybe just to give a, a slightly different slant on it. I mean, the reason to have the leave insert, um, the main reason is that external examination remains the the best way to avoid unfairness. The students become a number; they get marked, they get they get graded based on the work that they do. Um, is it is it quote unquote high stakes? Uh, well, it isn't. It isn't. Like the repeat option is always there if you do a very good leave insert and. You you get into a high points course that has a, a high level of academic demand. One could argue that in first year, your exams are again high stakes. Your second year exams are again high stakes. If you go on to do professional exams, they are high stakes. You know, the problem we have is that no one is fetishizing these first year college, second year college, final year college exams to the same extent of the leave insert. And, and that's what we're dealing with. And I really feel if the media would back off away from the leave insert and stop um, every August having someone holding up their their nine heads yeah. one and if they would just leave it alone and, mm-hmm. and let us work away in the background that everything would actually calm down um, teacher assessment is profoundly uh, unavoidably biased because contrary to what a lot of people think teachers are actually on the side of their students mm-hmm. um, I, I really wouldn't like to swear on a bible or whatever anyone else you know things might be a, a holy document and say that I wasn't a bit biased last year. I was as professional as I could be, but was there going to be some unconscious bias? Well, I'm human. So inherently, yes, there had to have been. Um, but terminal exams will provide a goal and a focus and, and they end up being fair. The issue I have is if if Minister Foley comes out next week and says, Do you know what, lads, we're doing predictive grades, we might as well have a virtual graduation for all of our leave inserts next week and say, you know what, lads, it's been great. Good luck. Because if predicted grades were announced as being a thing next week, we could not stand over any work that any student would, would do from next week because it would, it, it, you know, who's going to be doing that work? Imagine we said, right, as soon as we can, we're going to go back into school and we're going to do the mocks and we're going to use the mocks for the predicted grades. Well, then the mocks become the high stakes grieving cert that they don't want to mm-hmm. actually do. So there's so much, there's so much to this. And I agree an awful lot with, 
what Robert said there. I think he's had a good think about this and he does see what a lot of us see is that, you know, there, there's going to be this kind of domino effect. Mm. You know, if you go down one path, you can't go down fully. You know, it's, it's, it's a really awkward situation. Yeah, I, mean, I think the the, the the domino effect though carries on, as you say, because because the reality is is, is if they stay in school, then you have a situation where the the the, the, the students you're with, you're no longer their advocates there and there, and the relationship you have with them is very different, and they'll be looking at you with skunk eye, and 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 if and if if you if at any point in time, you know, you you're, you they could possibly accuse you of 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 picking on them um uh, then then immediately they're going to call foul and say uh, you know mr mr whoever's going to be biased and, and he's going to be against me um i mean the, the reality is is that every dog in the industry everyone knows that you know it, it was all very well last year and we all did our best and we did a, I, I think a very good job um but at the end of the day uh, when we saw the fact that, you know, some people were maybe inflating things more than others, you know, sure, like, like it's going to be going to be free season for, for, for um, principals aren't going to, um, uh, going to be quite so uh, particular about making sure we, we fill our grades to the bell curve. I mean, my, my, my school, we, we, we did a good effort. We, we looked at the school profile in the sense of what, you know, what grades we had previously, and we made sure our results were, were in line with previous years, roughly, give or take, you know. Um, but I, I can see it being free season in, in, in this year if, if we're allowed to do the same thing again. It's, it's that the same checks and balances aren't going to be there. Yeah, sorry, right. the, uh, sorry, Andrew. The, yeah, um, go on, Tony. Yeah. Okay, come on. As uh, Rob and Liam were saying there, you change the dynamic of a classroom entirely with the click of a finger if you say, okay, predicted grades are now a model that we're considering following. Mm -hmm. Whether it's for one year, two years, I'd say if the, if the stable door is open, maybe the horse will bolt. But it's a, uh, I think Rob said the word there, sir, in terms of being an advocate for your students or a teacher or their helper, it's a big difference in dynamic between being those three things and being someone's judge. And you can dress it up whatever way you want, but that's the word, the best word for it. You're now their judge. You're not their, no matter what other dynamics might be at play in terms of the interpersonal relationships people have with their students, it alters everything. And it alters it with the stroke of a pen, whatever people might say. And I don't think our system or any education system is, can be built on that lack of fairness. It's inherently unfair. I can't, if um, your daughter Andrew or something like that was in my class, what am I going to do? You know, with the best will in the world, I can be as professional as I like, but she's still a, a colleague of mine or a friend of mine's relation. And that yeah. inherently is going to bias something in my thinking. I don't think human beings can't avoid that kind of thing. But can I drag you back just one stage on the predictive way? What is the problem with having a traditional leading cert? Like we've got, if it's a health and safety matter and say, okay, we can't enforce social distancing. We have a country full of parish halls and GAA clubs and everything else like that there that are being offered for vaccination centers. I don't see the huge issue if it's just logistics. Mm -hmm. Like if we can vaccinate so many people in the course of six months, we can certainly get, if you take junior and leaving cert, 110, 120,000 students, we can come up with the logistics. If we can hire more inspectors and correctors, we definitely have the space. I don't know what yourself and Rob and Liam think. I don't know what the inherent problem with an actual leaving cert is, logistically speaking, if you get me. Well, I think listening to the students <clears throat> is is the loss of face-to-face -face education, uh, the, you know, face-to-face -face teaching, not education, but face-to-face -face teaching that they, they, they would have lost. They would have lost, you know, the, the couple of months last year. They're now losing this year. We're probably But if everybody's back. lost it, it's still fair, isn't it? 
It, no, that's what well, it is. It is. But would they be prepared then to sit an exam? And that would probably, would, would probably take the conversation there actually now in a minute is that, so if the, we, I think it's clear now that we, none of us here are, to, to predict the grades is just a disaster uh, this year. Um, sorry, they're calculated the grades. I keep saying predicted, but that's what they are. Calculated were last year because you could calculate a kind of result based on different sets of results you had. But this year, it is certainly predicted grades. It's This is what I predicted would have gotten, even though they've never really sat in an exam hall for two hours and did an exam. And plus, let's face it, we were back in school since September and we were teaching, but it wasn't face-to-face teaching. It was, you know, a lot of it was behind the desk. It was more lecturing. It wasn't, it wasn't the same. So even that in itself, you might not have that connection with the students to understand or to know, uh, you know, what they may have gotten in an exam. So it's, it's just, to, for me this year, it's completely compromised. And even if we go back now, let's say, and we had mocks or we had a summer test, and then we were to use those for the predicted grades, but then we would be using those knowing what those results and what those tests were setting are going to be used for. Yeah. Last year was different because we didn't know. They were, it was their summer test, it was their mocks, and nobody could have had a notion of what was going to happen in the world. Uh, so those results were put on the system, untainted, uh, not knowing what they're going to be used for. So it was different. This year, entirely different, you know. Uh, and then, so one question I, I want to throw in there is, um, and I've been thinking about this over the last couple of days, is that, so all those reasons we've given for the, the predicted grades or the calculated grades not to happen, are they now not true for the leaving cert? Um, because the students will never have sat a big exam in an exam hall for two hours. So when they go to do this leaving cert, it'll be the first time possibly that some of them will ever, well, okay, sorry, they would have the junior cert, but that was a couple of years ago. So it's going to be difficult for them now to go in and sit that one exam, having not had mocks, not had summer tests, not had Christmas tests, you know, in, in the kind of same setting, you know, um, what do you think of, I don't know? I mean, I mean, schools at the moment, schools are still thinking about running mocks now. We'll, mm. we'll see how it goes in the next couple of weeks. But I have to say, I think there's some who are still thinking, even if it's a scaled down mocks in terms of just a reduced number of papers, you know, I, d- I don't know. I, I mean, it is, it is still a possibility that it might at least occur. Um, uh, uh, but, but I mean that's that's a different issue again. But I mean, I suppose the issue is 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 what is a what is a better assessment? And the, the reality is is that that you know, you've got competing needs. You've got the the students who are concerned about their mental health. You've got parents who are concerned with access to the best courses for their little darlings. You've got the CEO run by the third level who who want us to do the job of selecting their students. You've got the department who are concerned about standards and about uh, the, probably the fact they can't afford open access. So the idea of just opening up universities completely, letting everyone in and then let them sort out and then the university sort out the sorting in first year. You know, the, 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 univer- the government can't afford to do that. And then there's us teachers, generally speaking, we just want the best for the students. And, 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 and we're, we're one of the last that are concerned about good educational practice. And I suppose the issue is, is that, you know, what is educationally, what would be best for them? And I, and I feel as though there's never a discussion about that. There's never a discussion about what would actually be the best way of bringing the students forward to the end, to the point where they're then able to get to university. 
and you know we're continually told the leaving cert is is you know it's about you know preparing them for for third level and you can talk about whether it's good enough and then senior senior cycle reform and so forth but i mean i, I would agree with tony that you know i think there's there's there there isn't any problem with running the exams assuming that now big assuming assuming that the uh, levels of transmission don't uh, spike again in the spring um and would would them sitting in the exam for two hours a scaled down version you know i mean the end of the day how many hours they do for english and irish how many they do five hours for maths you know that's a, that's a big old ask maybe it's scaled down maybe it's shortened papers but wouldn't that be a better process where they still aim towards that in June um, than having a sort of a strange uh, moment where it just sort of fizzles out to nothing? Um, I, 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 would, I wouldn't be concerned. I'm not convinced that I'd be concerned for them in terms of them having missed an exam. I think that's a minor consideration and the benefits outweigh the downsides of, of your question, Andrew. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, uh, you know, we had slight modifications in October. I think those modifications are going to have to be changed quite significantly. I mean, say, for example, in, in my subject in chemistry, it was 11 questions, do eight, and there were a couple of little caveats there. So they opened it up and they said, right, there's 11 questions, do eight in three hours. I kind of now be of the favor of there's 11 questions, you've two hours, do five, mm -hmm. any five. Um, and, and I think if, if that was done across the board i think it would give students something to really focus in on they could say okay i missed this section of the course uh, i can ignore that now and i can just focus on on this um going back to tony's point i i really don't see that there is a problem like i you know the the kite has been flown it looks like the junior cycle exams could be the sacrificial lamb and um, for the second year in a row so be it i don't think we need to go down the road of parish halls i think all of our schools are big enough to put all of our leaving certs into rooms like the junior start exams are done usually in classrooms. We could just do the leave and start exams in classrooms. There are enough teachers um, who probably don't have summer plans made. Um, we, we could just hire extra superintendents easily. I mean, they, they've signed a deal whereby they're going to give GPs 60 euro to administer two vaccines. Well, they could easily just increase the budget for the, for the SEC superintendents for one year to get this done. You know, if, if you book it, they will come, you know, and I really think we could get this over the line. I, I mean, in terms of classrooms, like you only, every single school, if you do a simple dividing exercise, you'd be looking at maybe, maybe maximum five students per classroom. You know, you have one in each corner and one sitting in the middle. That will be well over two metres distance. You have the windows open. It's during June. It's not going to be, ventilation is not going to be a problem. I mean, all the, all the issues that we have to face at the moment won't be there. I agree totally that, 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 that in terms of logistics, in terms of the, the, the space, to be able to space them out, you know, as you say, you you send the call out, people will come, and in, the invigilators will be available, and it, and it and it can happen. And I, I totally agree. Yeah, no, I agree. I I don't think it's a logistical thing, um, or possibly even a safety thing. Given if we if we can, depending on government policy, of course, if we can get these numbers down come June, I don't think it's impossible, um, not to have uh, an exam. Um, so, but the, I suppose I was at a subject rep and, and, and Liam, you just touched on it there a second ago. I was at a subjects rep meeting there where all the kind of subjects come together and representatives from different subjects. 
And again, they were they were talking about the exam and if the exam is to go ahead, because the department is saying at the moment that it's going to go ahead. What what would it look like? Uh, what what would the exam look like for, for you here now? What 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 like so you might you're all in different subjects. So what would you do in your subject uh, now? Um, if if the exam was to go ahead, what way would you be able to change it? I think. I think you can do a uh, sorry, Andrew. I think. You can. I don't think there is a subject that couldn't be amended to make an exam more user friendly. Mm-hmm. Want a better phrase? I don't think, with any little amount of will, like it, um, as an English teacher, say that like there's two papers, which is the, <coughs> excuse me, in its simplest terms, the learned stuff and the writing stuff. You know, if you want to put it in its simplest terms, mm-hmm. um, and different teachers and students will have covered different parts of the course. But as Liam said, you can easily put enough choice into a paper. And you could put it into one paper in terms of a composition part. And then here are the full range of options of text you could have learned. So here are a range of questions that you have to do. Mm-hmm. I think most um, subjects will fall into that kind of area. So I don't see why the SEC couldn't with a bit of wit, you know, put, put something together that can be um, user friendly and above all, let's say, fair, honest, quickly and impartially corrected ticks most of the boxes you want the Leaving Cert to do. So I don't know if the other lads, what subjects they teach, if there are bigger challenges in uh, amending their subjects, but in any conversations I've been having with teachers, I haven't come across anybody who has said their subject could not be amended for a more user-friendly exam. Yeah, no, you're right. Most people at that meeting uh, and most people I've talked to were saying that it's, it's, um, it's greater choice rather than cutting down the course it's offering leaving the same course leaving everything there but just offering greater choice because teachers have done different things and students have done different things so if you take something out they may have wasted a month or so doing that particular thing and now it's gone out of the exam so it would have to be more choice rather than pulling stuff out robert i mean in, in mathematics i mean the the historically with project maths what happened was they in terms of the questions the students had to do and, and there was no there was no choice um the there was a mixture of topics the topics were blended across and even though paper one was a certain number of topics paper two was a different set of topics you know there, there was a bit of crossover and with Within the paper on several different topics. Now, when when the when they back in September when they made their version one of, of the uh, the leaving cert amendments, um, you know they they made a commitment that they would they would effectively sort of stop that. They would write questions that were a little bit more self-contained, so there wouldn't be the same crossover. So someone sat down and been writing those those questions now or amending the whatever they had already uh, planned, and and the reality is is this you know in terms of in terms of providing a choice. You know, the only thing historically in mathematics that would stop you being able to do that because of lack of the full course being done is because of that bleed and crossover into different questions. But that's all gone. They agreed that back in September. So I, 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 I agree in mathematics, certainly that there would not be a difficulty. You can you can choose whatever number of questions out of however many, you know, um, you can play around with the numbers all day long. Um, but at the end of the day, it's definitely possible. Yeah. What about chemistry, Liam? Well, in, in chemistry, as I said, it's, it's at the moment it's 11 questions to eight and three hours. I, I think that translates to um, 11 questions to five. And I also teach biology. And, you know, in, in biology, I think it could be, you know, section A is five questions do four. I think they've upped that to six. So now it could be six do four in section A. 
at section B, it could be, it used to be three do two, now it could be three do one. And in section C, the long questions, it used to be uh, six do four, but now it could be six do two and a half, but there are some half questions. And I think, you know, if you do the maths on it, it, it applies for biology, chemistry, and physics. It's 400 marks in three hours. That equates to about 265 marks in two hours. It's quite straightforward. And, you know, if, if you were a student sitting down with 11 questions and you, and you only had to do five, um, you know, you're, you're going to be in a really good place in your head. You're like, right, there's 11 questions here. I can do my best five. Give this my very, very best shot in, in hmm. two hours. Um, I think there are solutions there to get this leaving cert done. No, I think I think there are, and I, I'm not an expert, and I agree with, with all with all of you here. But I'm not an expert in in some of the other subjects, obviously. But a lot of subjects have practical components and so on, and bits of those can be scrapped, and they can or they can be <clears throat> left by the wayside for this year, I suppose. Even, I know a lot of students have done a lot of work on them, um, but are you know even the orals as well? Like, do we need to have the orals? We can't get back into school to have them, so. Yeah, it would definitely be a kind of a very much adapted exam. And I think that's one of the things that they are looking at at the moment, uh, from what I've heard, is that's that's what they're doing at the present moment in time, is looking at ways that the exam uh, can be altered to allow it to occur. And I, I don't think, as said on logistics-wise, that um, it can't occur. I think maybe if we can do the right thing with the numbers, it probably can but so we, we kind of agree there, most of us, you know, about the predicted grades. We agree about um, the exam at the moment should go ahead. But but here's the thing. And yeah, go ahead, Robert. Yeah. I, but but I, I just just very clarify. I mean, for the, for the listeners, I mean, the, 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 it's all very well. You can say, oh, actually, there's, there's, there's four male teachers all sitting together or, or shooting yeah. the breeze on, on the exam. But the re, the, this is the reality of what creates the least uh, unintended consequences what actually will cause the, the the best outcomes for the students yeah. you know at the the at the calculated grades there are issues the idea of a choice of one or the other you know if it was if it was calculated mm -hmm. grade in june or sitting exam in june that to me is just a non-starter yeah. okay if they if they if they mm -hmm. want to have their exams in in november maybe but i mean the 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 the, the the same choice is the one that we're we're we're, we're advocating here uh, of, of having a scaled down exams and and, it, and it's not out of a bias I think it it, it comes down to what what makes most common sense yeah the, the choice of whether we're teachers or not no I know I agree with that I know I absolutely agree with that I think it, it, the idea of a choice is, is is a bit crazy the predicted grades can't work so for me at the moment the only thing that's still fair and still holds up is actually having the exam. Now that is a lot of stress in the students. I do get that, but I think a lot of that stress is born or it comes out of not knowing what's going on and what's going to happen. I think that's a huge amount of stress on the students. You know, I don't think it's the exam because students have sat this exam for centuries. Yes, it was stressful. Yes, it was there. But I mean, it's. I don't think that's the cause of the stress. I think the stress is not knowing what's going to happen. Um, now, I do think some of it, though, is they are kind of realizing maybe this exam isn't going to happen. And I'm kind of in that boat now. And whilst I agree with everybody here um, about it is the best thing, and I think the predicted grades are a non-runner, or character the grades, sorry, are a non-runner, I still, and I said this the last name at CC, I mean, I, I, I just don't see this exam going ahead. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, <clears throat> I just think that, the numbers where they are, fine, but I don't see us being back in school 
quickly. Um, and uh, although we do all want to be back in school quickly, I don't see how that's going to happen. And I think pressure is going to build in on the department from students, from other places. And I think that they may possibly pull the plug on this exam. And um, that's just, you know, you could be back here laughing at me in, in two months' time saying it's going ahead, we're back in, the numbers are down, everything's fine. But I just don't see it happening. Uh, and that's my... Well, if we go... Yeah. Sorry, Andrew, is it... If, if we go on form, they'll cancel it on Monday and then they'll reinstitute it on Wednesday. So mm. that'll be pretty much the way things are meant to go. Yeah. But it's a, um, I, and that would be, I understand what you mean in terms of clarity. And yeah, we've got to give people clarity. Mm. But I, I fail to see, and this isn't a comment like you were just saying that how long the leave insert has been going on. This isn't a case of four men having a conversation saying we suffered, so everybody should suffer. Oh, no, That's, no, absolutely not. No. It, it, absolutely not. Exactly. Is it, the leave insert itself has a very high value. And I think we need to focus as much on that as we can. If we ask ourselves the question, what is the leaving cert for? You know, mm. like it's to assess, to reward, and above all, to sort, as Rob and Liam were saying, to funnel people into that third level. It performs some serious functions. And I think sometimes in the conversation that maybe I'm hearing in the media or different people talking about, it's almost in the background, it's taken as read that, there is a huge problem. How can we find a way to make this exam go away? As if there's been this built up demand to make the exam go away. Whereas what we've been saying, we can't come up with any logistical or educational reason not to have the exam. Mm. Yet a public conversation seems to be taking place around how do we avoid this exam or what do we need to do instead of this exam? Mm. Whereas I think from the teacher's perspective, you've got to stand there and go, why not just do the bloody exam? Mm. You know, it's a, we've, looked at some of the potential downsides and said, it's still the fairest thing to do. So the idea that we need to find alternatives, surely if I'm going to suggest an alternative to you, you have to accept the case in the first place that you need to get rid of the original. Mm. And I still don't see that how we've, that we need to accept that case, you know, from a union perspective, from anybody's perspective, mm. why should I turn around and say, I will look at your alternative. I have to accept that there's a problem in the first place. And I don't really accept that there's a problem that can't be overcome. Yeah. Which might be a hardball. I don't know what Liam thinks, but it's that's uh, what my reading is. They're going to, I'm not convinced there's a big enough reason not to do the exam in the first place. Mm. Like for me, for me, the only way that I would, would like to see a, 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 an alternative happen would be if the case numbers were the same in June as they are now. Mm. And if that were the case, uh, I, I wouldn't, like from, from experience of last year and, and the way that that my own professional judgment in my school and, and the way that my students were treated, I would not personally be happy to take part in the, in the calculated grades process again. So with that in mind, I'd, I'd nearly be, be going down the, the route that Sandra was, was, was outlining the last time of uh, open access or putting it back on the third level institutions. And mm. let's say we have a cohort who apply for med or veterinary or whatever the case may be, that the students have to do some sort of a matric exam. You could say open access across the board, with the exception of a certain number of courses where there is pinch points, where we only have certain number of students who can do it, and they could um, maybe, you know, have a matric exam of some sort, and they could maybe even look back at previous state exams in the junior cycle from uh, three or four years ago, whatever year group they, they happen to do the junior cycle in. But for me, predicted, calculated um, grades. Um, pull it out of thin air, whatever, 
uh, for me, it's, it's a non-runner and I never want to talk about it or, or go through it again. Yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 I absolutely uh, agree and about the predicted grades. And, but, and, and I, but my fear, and uh, I get the, my fear is that what I thought was going to happen, like what happened last year, which seems to be the MO of the department now, is they just make these decisions and then they have a press conference and they drop the decisions in press conferences, you know? So I guess my fear is, should we be putting alternatives there now? And I guess what people are saying, if you, if you do that, then it kind of negates the exam and the exam can slide very quickly. And I understand that. But m- my point is, I don't know if this exam, I don't think this exam is going to happen anyway. So should we be putting forward other alternatives? Should we be talking about alternatives now? Um, that's the question really I suppose and I agree with with Liam there and I agreed with Sandra the last time that I think that if this exam is to fall it well we should want the exam the exam is is what we want but if the exam is to fall it can't be the predicted grades or character grades that we had last year it has to be an alternative and for me that alternative is open access that's that's the alternative uh, or as Neem, as you said, as close to it, there may be areas that you have to look at, but as close to open access as possible, um, it has to go that way. Yeah, Robert, you're looking... Oh, well, I just want to put context to, to, to what Liam said about the predicted grades, uh, or calculated grades. I mean, we, we mustn't forget that um, that the, 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 the current minister, she, she moved the goalposts several times. The first thing she did was uh, she removed the school profile filing. Now, there, there are benefits, there are good things and bad things that came out of that. So, you know, I can, I can see both sides of that. But she moved the goalposts. She, the, our data, we, we calculated our data on the basis that it would go through a certain process. And all of a sudden, the data that we created didn't go through one of those processes. Mm. You know, and, 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 and that's a major issue. The second issue was that she, we were told that, that our... Um, our data would not be shared with the students, in particular the ranking. And lo and behold, what happened? You can hide behind GDPR if we want, but the reality was that goalpost was moved. So again, you know, we were we were led we were led to the, to the to the to the point uh, under false pretenses. And then the third thing that that really rankles with me is that she is that the she Norma Foley, the Minister of Education, she was on the radio. I mean, I can I, you can go back and find find it. She was on the radio and she was asked about. Um, the issue of the, the teachers destroying their evidence, you know, getting rid of all the documentation that led them to be able to calculate their, their calculated grades. And she absolutely swore blind that under no circumstances had the department instructed uh, teachers to do so and basically intimated that it was the, uh, the unions and, and other interest groups, whatever, that, uh, that, that effectively told us that we should get rid of our data. And it was a self-serving a- activity by the teachers, you know, when in fact it was actually in black and white in a Department of Education document. And it was the only place where it was in black and white in a Department of Education document. And she swore blind that it was nothing to do with her department whatsoever. Now, I'm going to be gracious enough to suggest that she was just either badly briefed or just didn't realise, as opposed to the fact that she was being disingenuous or lying. But I mean, I, we can we can argue that one as well. But I mean, I mean, it's 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 a very simple. You know, we have been burnt once. 
and and um, you know if they want to go down the route of calculated grades, by golly, they've they've got some work to do to try and um, row back on 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 the stitch ups and the the uh, left out to dry because that's how I felt as a result of the process. And I think it's important that least listeners rem- remind themselves of, of that fact. Yeah, and I I I I don't actually think she the department wants to go near calculated grades such was the fiasco of last year and um, i think um and and there's court cases there's so there's, there's into the 40s or 50s or something like that court cases at the moment uh challenging the results uh, so i don't think they actually want to go that direction but it's the pressure that can come on it's in it's in the media you see it in the media day the week calculated grades calculated grades calculated grades uh, that's that's a big fight to get rid of those you know that the teachers have to have you were looking to come in early yeah just just to go back even further on robert's point like for me minister foley um you know if if you go back to before the time she got her seal she was she was speaking in opposition and she was giving the current minister a torrid time about the students having a lack of clarity and then if you went back to just before february when she was elected she she was a teacher in the classroom so for me, the, the, the issue with Mr. Foley is like in, in less than a year, she's gone from the classroom um, to being on the opposition bench to being the minister. She should be uniquely placed of all people in this country to see things from multiple points of view. She was giving out in the doll about students and parents and teachers not having clarity. And now she's in a position where she could potentially provide that clarity or she could come out and make a statement categorically and say, OK, we're in, a, we're in a weird situation. Plan A is for the leave insert or a modified leave insert to go ahead. Plan B is, plan C is, plan D is. And, and that opportunity just has not been taken by her. And she just doesn't seem to grasp any nettle at all and, and, and just plays a sort of a, a, a buzzword bingo game every time she grabs the microphone. And it's, it's just really, really rankling with me. Mm. Is there an argument to be made? Sorry, guys. Um, as Andrew was saying there, when the department just seems to drop things and say, well, we, uh, we are now going to discuss this thing that we've decided. And then in two days time, I can say that I spoke to you. So it's a, it's a disingenuous game. But I sometimes look at Minister Foley and you'd have to have some sympathy for somebody who's a new government minister who's walked into a department like the Department of Education in the middle of a pandemic. And they've said, grand, there you go, sort this thing out. And mm. she's there going, sweet mother of, well, whatever you want to say. I don't think it can be solved. Which leads me to what Liam was just saying, that it would strike me that the easiest thing for her to do would be to make the definitive call and say, we're having the exams. I'm doing all I can to have the exams and not leave the wriggle room like Liam was saying, saying, here's plan A, here's plan B, here's plan C. For a minister who may be well briefed or badly briefed or slightly out of her league or whatever way you want to say these things, the simplest course of action would say, we're doing it. And if we're not doing it, Here's what plan B is. End of conversation. I think responding to where Rob started out with uh, the survey or the opinion poll of students online, like if government ministers are really going to spend their time considering the merits of an online student poll, should the ship have sailed? Lads? We've lost the plot already. You know, that's not how you make grown up decisions in grown up situations, if you know what I mean. I think the lack of leadership from the department is totally avoidable. Because it's a, they're very straightforward decisions that have to be made. So I fail to understand the why the grown-ups aren't in the room, if you know what I mean. Like, what, who, why are people responding to like a different press release here and a suggestion there? 
if like everybody who works in the Irish Times because their children might be aiming for 600 points that therefore that should be national education policy isn't really the way to go but I don't know what you think but I think it's um it seems straightforward the decisions that have to be made I can't for the life of me understand why they won't just make them well I think I think they have made that decision like they are adamant the department is adamant that the exam is going ahead right um and that they want to push the exam there's a dog again <laughs> it's a very but, famous dog Andrew <laughs> but uh, the, the, um, they are adamant that the exam is going ahead and that's why they're meeting all this week to look at alternatives not alternatives to the exam but alternatives in each subject area and what they can do to kind of adapt the exam in some way and they are determined that this exam is going ahead that is their position um, and they're not looking at alternatives. But my fear now is that there is only one other alternative being spoken about, and that is calculated grades. And that's why and I get what you're saying, Tony, and they agree that we should just stick to our guns and, and the exam. Um, but you can't ignore the students as well. You, know, you can't ignore the fact that they're saying this is stress. Well, this is, uh, and, and it is, and a lot of them are genuine, you know. And I can take it that some want, maybe they just want to predict the grades in your result, but there is a lot of genuine stress out there as well. And, mm-hmm. But that again comes down to, from my view, from, from clarity. They don't know what's happening. They don't know what's going on. They should be assured that there is a leaving are happening, but the exams will be adapted to allow for stuff you may not have covered on the course and, and so on, that you, you will be able to sit this exam uh, and that should be there. But the, the other thing then is, I don't think this exam is going to happen. So then we have to look at alternatives. So for me, that alternative is open access. I think, Liam, you kind of are along those lines as well, but what do, what do the other two of you think of the open access idea, or, or is there another option? Well, as Liam just said there, now, sorry, uh, Rob, if you're going to go in there, but as Liam was, if, was talking about, if we go for predicted grades and we move all the students into university, you, you were talking about stress and things out there, Andrew. Realistically, all you've done is put that high stakes exam back by at most 12 months, or maybe their first term exams in college or in university. And then next year, so you're, if you go down the uh, predicted calculated grade road, whatever, for the leaving cert, you may have bought yourself a year before you have to sit in an exam hall and do something really important. And that year down the line, you might actually be less prepared because you've got a better chance of preparing for a leaving cert than you have for a first year college exam where you could find yourself totally out of your league if by dent of a predicted grade, you've been totally mismatched to a college course that you weren't qualified for in the first place. Mm. That I can see huge problems. I understand what Liam was saying, or maybe it was Rob, about putting it on the desk of the universities. That's, uh, that's literally kicking a can down the road. I don't think it's a, it's a benefit to, it might be a benefit to our students in our classrooms now. It's not a benefit to those people in 12 months time. I think but I think at some point idea, you have to grasp a nettle. Yeah, but I think the idea of open access and the way it's run in other countries is you, of course, you would have like, let's say medicine. You can edit right? it out, Andrew, but you're allowed to say Cuba out loud, even to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about Cuba. I was actually, yeah, thinking, yeah. I was, I was actually, I was actually thinking of France, but yeah. uh, where they go into, into how's that college, working out for them? <laughs> they go in, they go into college, and they they can then they, obviously some people get into college. I know a lot of students who I've taught got into college in their first year and went, "Oh, this is actually not for me." Yeah, and it wasn't their ability; it was just the subject was something they didn't think it was. And when they get there, they go up. So there's a lot of them that shift sideways, and there's a lot of them that move different directions. There's a lot of do their there's a lot that do that exam in first year don't really pass it and they go into another subject or another subject because you can move sideways in university so i don't know if it's as high stakes as 
a leaving cert where this is dependent. You're, I mean, look, as you're, me, my degree, I've often the parent who has to come up with the fifteen grand for another I, year. Well, that's well, that's that's another issue. That's a whole other podcast. Because you've just sat on another and, year and, yeah. and access and, and and fees and all the rest of it. I agree with. I've been saying what Liam said earlier on for 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 years. And is the leaving cert really that high stakes? Because you can repeat. Uh, you can do one course and then so let's say you don't say if I wanted to do I don't know P I'm P teacher let's say I didn't get the, the points for P you can go different routes you can go into a, a different sports course you can do different things you can get into it so I think it's only high stakes because the media is, is making it high stakes and and the these as, as Liam said holding up the, the results every year and this is what I got this what I, and it puts an awful lot of pressure whereas the reality is there is a lot of access routes through to college and to eventually get to where you want to go so that's what I always tell my students that, you know, that take that fear out that there's a, there's a lot of different ways in. So in this stage in open access, why not just remove that uh, thing altogether uh, for this year, uh, for the students? I'm not saying do it now. I'm saying if the exam can't be run, we just remove that whole point system this year and allow them into college. Now, of course, I don't want to put extra work on lecturers and all the rest of it. So there's a huge amount of funding that's going to have to go into this. There's a huge amount of reorganization and that, you know, into a third level that will have to go into it because I don't want to be saying, well, actually, you know, what? as long as I'm okay, I don't care if the, if the lecturers have to do a, a bulk, a huge amount of extra work, you know, <clears throat> because they're, they're workers the same as us at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, uh, Robert, Jim. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's not forget why, why this, the, the, the leaving cert is such a high stake exam. And it's not even just the media. It is, it is the college's own fault, you know, whether they, they were reacting to, conditions and they felt they had to do it you know they they made all these uh, oddly bespoke courses with only a handful of people on it on the course they're the ones that runs the ceo system and they're and i'm afraid the ceo is the is the tail that wags the dog bit the dog being us you know our behavior our educational practice is affected and and changed from what should be the the best you know on the base of good pedagogy and so what was the best practice our behavior is changed and the students that we have their behavior has changed because of the ceo and the ceo just makes life really easy for, for the third level in my opinion it, it's it's it is it is you know we go right back to the beginning yeah yeah the ceo you know can be trusted you know you're absolutely right it's 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 fair etc etc um, well it's relatively fair you can talk about uh, uh, people who might be disadvantaged but you know generally speaking it, it's certainly not it cannot be tainted but but at the end of the day you know it's it's the third level job uh, uh, area making us do their job for them and you know i i i won't i won't sleep um badly at all worrying about uh, in a sense to the fact that the third level might have to take some responsibility and and yes we don't we don't want to create a problem for them we want them to be properly resourced better do it properly but I would agree, you know, you know, if, if it's going to go down there, open access is the way to do it. And how you choose to whether you give them matriculation exams, um, you know, there's lots of different mechanisms that the university could come up with both before or after the courses actually start. You know, there, there was talk a long time ago. Um, I forget what the name of the, 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 the initiative was. 
about five years ago of actually making sure that universities lessen the number of bespoke courses and have an open access general, you know, arts course, humanities, social sciences, mathematics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and then once they're into the system, then they can start specializing or majoring as the Americans, you know, often talk about where you choose your model modules uh, and actually build up your, 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 your course. And at the end of that course, if they want to slap a name on it, well, you did this module, this module, this module, therefore we can call it this uh, at the end, but you, you don't know what course you're actually doing until towards the end. So you've actually chosen your modules. There's all sorts of mechanisms, um, but I'm afraid, I, I, I've, I'm afraid I'm long been, you can hear it. So I'm on my soapbox here about the, the CAO. I think it's a, a dreadful mechanism on many levels. Yeah, no, I think <clears throat> absolutely. And I, I, th I think there is need for, for, for long-term change. Uh, in that regard, um, definitely. But um, uh, I, I think we're all in agreement. And I was actually surprised. I thought we'd be having we have each other in the headlock here uh, <laughs> around open access and different things. But uh, it seems well, not. I, I mean, now, Andrew, I have to be honest with you and say uh, that's a whole <laughs> other podcast. If you want to get me going on whether people should or should not go to university, but the economy seems to have decided that the I suppose. Most of us here are of a vintage. I'm a little bit older than you, Andrew. I thought about um, that when I went to school, everybody had to do their intercert. If you don't do your intercert, you're all going to die. And then it became, when I was in school, basically the leaving cert. Now, anybody who's leaving school, a BA or a BSc is becoming what was the leaving cert. Only a couple of years, it's starting to evolve into a situation where basically everybody has to have a basic degree. That seems to be the shift over time. So, And it's, and it's not far off from being a master's. Yeah, it's going to keep on, it'll keep on rolling. So whether that's a demand of the economy, society, the employers, yeah. whatever, the, whoever leads that, drives that demand, I don't know. Hmm. But over the course of 40 years, we've gone from, you have to have your group, which is you can leave a third year to a stage where we're going to keep you in education till we're at least 25. Hmm. And whatever dynamics are driving that, I don't know if open access probably feeds that beast. You know, and people who don't necessarily want to go to, past school age find themselves in a, an economy or a society where they're now all forced into these things that they don't want to do and yeah that's a that's a that is a very valid point like the you know apprenticeships and all sorts of other stuff seem to be to be you know and if you have this open access system you're in straight into university but i mean i'm sure if it's done right there can be links to apprenticeships there can be links to all of these different things you know what i mean that you would span out from there you know but um so i suppose look We've given that a good trash anyway, in terms of the predicted grades, the 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 exam, and the the alternatives, which I suppose we all were kind of saying some some type of open access system. And that is where we left the conversation on the leaving cert. Now we did go on uh, to have another conversation around remote learning, but we will leave that for a, another episode. So look, if you enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe. It's available on Apple, uh, Spotify and google podcast so please do subscribe and you will be kept up to date with all the latest episodes uh, please do share the podcast if you see us on facebook we are on facebook at inside our schools podcast you can share uh, the page share the episodes from there uh, and get the more people listening uh, the better and if you would like to come on the podcast indeed yourself to be a guest please do email us at inside our schools podcast at gmail.com thank you very much for listening